grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. I loved you guessing. That was really great. I loved you picking and guessing when it is that you should come in with that. That's awesome. Uh, If we ever needed the reminder, and we didn't, but it was good to get it anyway, ladies and gentlemen, our truth is wrestling. And (laughs) never, ever forget that. All right, welcome in. It is episode number 1% of Jobbing Out. Uh, Glenn Clark. Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and the Rolling Stone, of course. The main event. Vent. 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 I mean, I waited to 10 o'clock to tape. I'll wait another two minutes if you still got another <laughs> one in you. <laughs> if you got another one in you, just, just tell me now. I mean, I've, I've been, been here all night. I, mean, I knew it. I knew it. Uh, AJ Francis of the New York Giants. Uh, I wish that it was episode number one percent because we had Ethan Carter the third on, but it was it's just because that was what came to mind. I was watching NXT earlier, so that's what I had for you. Uh, but we do have a great show for you this week. Coming up a little bit later on, Brody King is going to join us. What a week it is for our friends out in Seattle at Defy. Holy hell. They've got a progress show that they're hosting on Thursday night, and then on Friday night they're they're basically doing the same thing. They're just making it their show on Friday night. You know who's missing it, though? Who? Steve Miggs. What the? F- the heel. Heel. Pearl, <laughs> I guess Pearl Jam is out there, heel. so he's skipping uh, that. Heel. Dude. And instead they have Melissa heel. Santos doing the announcing, which is the biggest upgrade. Yeah, it's pretty heel. good. Yeah, it's pretty heel. good. First of all, heel. look, I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw that Pearl Jam is playing five shows this week. He couldn't have gone to the other four. Like he probably is. Heel. Oh, heel. what a dick Steve Miggs is. What a piece I of know, crap right? that guy is. Holy hell. He's well, a heel. No, no, you're a thousand percent right, AJ. That's the, one of the biggest heel moves in the history of wrestling, I think. That is insane. But well, all the fans in Seattle get a big upgrade. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, they're so way better off for it, them. no doubt. It's a, Maybe it is a face move after all. Correct. It's a, it's a massive, massive thumbs up from everybody out there that Miggs has to miss the week, and instead they get uh, Melissa Santos. Whew. That is not bad. Um, all right, yeah, Brody King's going to be part of the shows this week out at Defy, and he's killing it right now. He just made a progress debut in New York. Last week, and he's been hanging out with MLW as well, so we'll talk to him about all of that later on in the program. Um, Before we get to the week that was, well, you know what, let's start it this way. The way this is going to break down is I tried an experiment last night on social media um, because there have been a bunch of bigger topics that we've been discussing the last couple of weeks that I wanted to involve you guys, our listeners, in those topics. And so we're going to address all of that here in segment number one, but before we do that, um, AJ's got a bit, and I want to allow him to do that bit so that we can address that, and then we'll move on and get into our poll questions. So, AJ, go ahead. Um, fellas, I was just wondering, 
Who do you believe had the best match on Raw this week? Okay, I'm glad you asked this. As if, as if you weren't. Um, I have two thoughts. Because I think the best match overall is fairly obvious that it was Roman Baron Corbin. I think. But, as far as the most valuable match on Raw, as far as what accomplished the most... That answer to me would, of course, be Ronda Rousey and Alicia Fox. I, I wonder why that, that one. Well, now, wait a second. It's not just because Alicia Fox was in the match. It's really? Be- well, it has a lot to do with it. Let me, let me make that very clear. It has a lot to do with it, but it's not only because of that. I, I think Ronda looked so good and on TV and doing something she had never done before. No. I, what do you mean? That wasn't even the best women's match of the night. No, I, as, a, as far as a match itself goes, I'm not disagreeing with you. The match itself wasn't great. Bro, because I, I loved Roman and Baron Corbin, but my vote for match of the week this week on Raw is, is, the, is the hug and boss connection versus it, the Riot Squad. You're right. It was really good. It was really good, and I'd have no problem with that. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to make a statement more about the value of the match than the quality of the match. Aaron, what's well, your... What's your vote? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, voting, I I'm voting for Paul Heyman versus anyone who doesn't vote for him well, for an Emmy. Well, Personally, that's well. my match. Yeah, that was really good, too. You're right about that. That was amazing. Yeah, that was really good, too. Uh, um, you know, I was actually going to say possibly the handicap match. Like, I didn't think any of the matches were truly outstanding this week. Um, I guess I'm going with Roman Baron, but I, I honestly, I didn't like really any of the matches this week i thought the you didn't like you said, any of the matches i mean they, they were fine they were fine matches. they it were the whole, fine they were did you fine see the yes did you see the women's tag I, match were I you awake for that I, partially i was kind of that zoning match out a was incredible that was one of the better tag matches in a in a while in uh on raw and also on top of that it was also only just completely overshadowed the next day by New Day and the bar. Well, yeah, I mean that's the thing. SmackDown which and our truth, which might our truth Nakamura was awesome. Like, like I want you guys to understand that that New Day bar match. Well, yeah, it was insane. Is yes. a match of the year. Yes, character. it was insane. It was unbelievably good. You're right about that. Yes. yes, we'll get we'll get back to that. But no, I'm nobody's debating that. I, you know, what's really funny is that. Aaron was supposed to be the swing vote, but I kind of... Am I allowed to swing my vote to AJ's side? Because I... Yeah, go for it. I thought Baron Corbin Roman Reigns was a good match, but I do think that I was sort of defaulting to that. More out of, like, of the options, it was good. Now that I think about it more, as far as quality of the match was concerned, I think you're right, AJ. I think the women's tag match was the best quality of the match for the night. So... I'll side with you and make that the winner. All right. All right. Well, then that means I got to put Liv Morgan and uh, Sarah Logan. No, sorry. I'm oh. just doing the math. Uh, Sarah Logan uh, on the list at point five. We got to give Bailey another point five. Which would put her? Oh no, Bailey's not on the list. Oh, yet. how about Sasha's that? The only Sasha's on the list, so we will give Sasha another point five. What was Sasha on the list for that Bailey wasn't involved in? That's a great question. You, 
after I'm done adding all this up, I can tell you. They're clearly they're, it, it would have had to have been a Sasha Naya or Sasha. So I, I I thought that, I thought Alexa. both of them would have been oh, involved uh, in the. Um, oh my god! I, thought, I completely forgot that was a thing. Yeah. Wow. I thought both of them would have been involved in that uh, gauntlet match a while back, and that's how they got on the list. But didn't but... we pick out two people from the gauntlet did, match? Did, did yeah, we, we did. specifically? Yeah, cho- okay, that that would be why that's that we probably picked out. Uh, Ruby and Sasha, or something like that. I think we, I think it was somebody in Nia that we picked out from that match. Yeah, because Nia Jax has a full point right now. Yeah, I think it was somebody in Nia. I don't know who it, it was. Been. Probably Sasha and Nia because Sasha is now the highest ranking woman on the list, jumping just above Oscar with three uh, wins and one point five wins on the weighted scale. Very good. We still have right. Seth Rollins and in the lead with fourteen wins, ten point five on the weighted scale. Finn Balor with 10 wins is in second place with 7 on the weighted scale. Roman Reigns also has 10 wins, but 6.5 on the weighted scale. All right. All right. That sounds all about right, if I'm being honest. It all sounds about right. All right. We will get back to um, more of what happened this past week. But I wanted to try something because I feel like in this stretch between pay-per-views, we've had a few predominant topics that we've come back to a couple of times. And I wanted to put them out there last night, and so I did. I put a bunch out on our Twitter account, at Jobbing Out Show, and also part because I'm trying to make our Twitter account more valuable. It's very difficult for me to ask for everybody to follow our Twitter account when you aren't doing as much with it. So I'm gonna, it's going to be a goal of mine um, that, that we get more involved on in our Twitter account so it becomes a better follow. But um, I sent out a bunch of poll questions last night. And I want to go over them. We'll con- you know, we've all discussed them a little bit, but we'll discuss further and then discuss our reactions to how the voting went. All right? That's my goal for the rest of this segment. So I'll start with the first question that I threw out was regarding Sasha and Bailey at Evolution. Should, should Sasha and Bailey face each other or should they be involved in a first ever women's tag title match this was a topic we discussed last week boys first of all tell me how you voted on this one uh i voted for the tag title match i voted for the singles match all right i also voted for the tag title match and this one was one of the closer ones 58 percent of the vote comes in for the women's tag title match being That's actually would, closer than I thought it was. Yeah, I was. I was. This one was really, really close. I, I, I think that what we go back to. With I, this, I get. My thing is like I get why they would. You would want a singles match because, I mean, they put they I, arguably Sasha Bailey is in Brooklyn. The first NXT Brooklyn is the best women's match ever. Okay, I mean it's in WWE. Yeah. <laughs> so when you take that into account, I understand why people would want to see something like that again. I get it completely. But to have them in the first ever women's tag title match, I feel like that's an obvious decision. I think for me what it is is if you're going to have – I want there to be a women's tag title division, right? And if you're going to do it, the perfect place to have it happen is at Evolution. And so if you're going to have a women's tag title match at Evolution – it should have Sasha and Bailey. Like that's that's where they should be. Why have a women's tag division if Sasha and Bailey aren't going to be competing for the title there? Now, as far as which one is it? Look, Sasha Bailey's amazing. Sasha Bailey's everything. I'm almost maybe afraid that if they're not involved in a tag title match at Evolution, 
then we're not getting a tag division because how, how could you have well, one? I, I, I think that's actually the when I was thinking about it, that's kind of my thought process is like if there is a tag titles, it should be Sasha and Bailey. I'm okay with holding it off if it means we get Sasha and Bailey in a singles match. I though, hear you though. I just sense. but why why introduce the tag division if you're not gonna do it at the first ever women's pay per view? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, it just it just seems like it sort of has to happen. All right, uh, so that was the first one. The second one, boys, uh, Ronda Rousey should face Charlotte at Evolution or at WrestleMania. 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 And And anyone who voted Evolution is a dumb Well, there weren't that many. Overwhelmingly, the votes came in. 85% say WrestleMania. Yes. Um, Look, the one thing that I would say about this is if you tried to pull it off now, it would give you an unquestionable holy shit type of main event for the first ever pay-per-view that you're doing uh, as far as a women's pay-per-view is concerned. It would be the most over-the-top thing. And in fairness, if it's not, what is the main event? Because, you know, AJ and I were in agreement last week, Ronda Rousey is going to be the main event of this thing, right? Like, I know, Aaron, your argument with Sasha versus Bailey, and Sasha versus Bailey would be great, but they're not putting they're not doing this and not putting Ronda Rousey in the main event of the first ever women's pay-per-view. Yeah, definitely not going to do that. So, if it's not Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte, what is it? Is it just whoever I don't know if you know this or not, Aaron, but on her first match on Raw, she was the main event. No, that was because of Alicia Fox and how dare you, you know what? Otherwise. You know what? I'm actually I flipped back over. I'm with Aaron on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, I've changed my mind. The perfect main event for Evolution is Ronda Rousey versus Alicia Fox, the rematch. Alicia Fox, it, she just didn't know that Ronda Rousey was, was going to take it so seriously. She did a little bit of showboating. I think if she had thought this through a little bit better, she would have been more prepared for this one. And I, I think that's unfair for Alicia. She deserves another chance. When they went to commercial at like 10.57 and the match hadn't started yet, I was like, oh, well, so yeah, she's gonna beat her <laughs> yeah. very fast. Know what you're Got getting. It. Know what you're getting at that point. It, it, it wasn't a great sign when Alicia didn't come out to her own music. Yeah, that's not ideal. That's not <laughs> ideal. Um, that all being said, okay, so is it just a Ronda versus Alexa like rematch in the main event at, at Evolution? Because again, I I don't I, AJ and I think are definitely right about it. There's no way there's a main event without Ronda Rousey. So if it's not Ronda Charlotte, and I'm in agreement, I think that should happen at WrestleMania too. But what is it that's the main event? Is it just Ronda versus whoever the fact is Ronda's in the match, so whatever championship. Yes. Match. Okay. All right. I it could also be a uh it could also be a champion versus champion situation if because Charlotte might not be the SmackDown Women's Champion. So it could time. be Ronda versus Becky, say. It, the or only problem with that is if we assume that that's what Survivor Series is going to be like it was last year, you can't really do that two pay-per-views in a row, but, but that was, it's possible. The last year that was the first year they did Survivor Series like that. So it's like you don't really know. If yeah, um, yeah, we definitely don't know. Well, I don't know if you've heard, AJ. It's the one time all year <laughs> that Raw competes against SmackDown. It literally never, ever, ever, ever happens now, I, I, otherwise. I will say this, though. I will say this. If they do give me Ronda, the one thing I would be very excited about, if they gave me Ronda versus uh, Charlotte at Evolution, is that would mean in my mind, that the main event of WrestleMania would be Ronda versus Oscar. Uh, they'd have a lot of work to do with Oscar to Oscar to get her back there. You know what I mean? Like, not really. 
Well, I mean, you say that, Not but really. I get that she she's won, still... She won the Royal Rumble once. I, okay, fine, right, but and to sell that Oscar's as... Oscar's the most dominant force in the history of wrestling. If you ignore the last couple of months, um, I, I think to sell it as the main event, I, I think the question becomes, do they want the final match of WrestleMania to be a Ronda Rousey match? And if possibly, if they if, do, if it's Charlotte, you can sell it. I think I, I think it really comes down to that. If they are inclined for Ronda Rousey not to be in a co-headlining main event, but to be in the main event main event of WrestleMania, I think the only way you can do that is Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte. I, I, I think that Ronda versus Asuka could be a co-headliner, could be a huge match on the card. I don't know that you could sell that as the last match of the night. Um, I don't know why. Well, I mean, in fairness, it might depend. If you've got Rock or Brock Lesnar or somebody like that on your card, I think it would be difficult to put on that match without making oh, the two yeah. of them. If, if, if you're saying Rock's at May WrestleMania, I, I, Ronda Rousey's not in the main event unless she's in his corner. Like as his partner. Well, and that's also still very much a possibility. There's no very doubt that that's something they can go back to. There's no doubt about that. All right, next one. After SummerSlam, the Raw heavyweight champion should be there are four options. One, Roman Reigns, two, Braun Strowman, three, Kevin Owens, four, Brock Lesnar. And this poll, if I well, I don't know what it ended up as, but if I remember correctly when I voted for Roman Reigns that uh, Kevin Owens was the overwhelming favorite mm. at that time. But you voted for Roman Reigns. Yes, I did. Uh, Aaron? Uh, I believe I voted for Braun. I, of course, voted for Kevin Owens. <laughs> and as it turns out, actually, it was Braun Strowman who ended up okay. getting 50% of the vote to lead the yeah. way. Kevin Owens was next at 27%, then Roman at 12%. Oh, damn, so Braun finished strong. Yeah, Braun, yeah, Braun ended like up like usual. Yes, yeah, <laughs> right. I, I think the big argument for Braun over Kevin Owens is that you've been building him into a frenzy, and I feel like if you wait much longer on that, you you risk him losing a little bit of that frenzy. I don't think you're wrong about that. Um, I think that I just I guess I just think that Kevin Owens makes the better champion, right? Like the dickish right. heel makes. I don't the, agree with him losing his frenzy because he literally lifted up. A stage with three humans on it. Well, that is true, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is true, too. Um, I guess it doesn't take much to get him his heat back, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm with you on that. But I, I, I do think that the moment, the idea of Braun winning a match and then coming back and cashing in, I do think that's the biggest, like, holy shit thing that you could have happen at the end of, of SummerSlam, and I think that's the reason why people are voting. Also because Braun Strowman's fucking great, and so yes. why wouldn't people vote for Braun Strowman? Um, there is a report recently, and I, I said this all along, I can't believe anybody ever thought otherwise, uh, but there has been a report in the last 24 hours that Brock Lesnar had a meeting with Vince McMahon to say, I want to do both. A fucking course he wants to do both. I can't believe how much people have ignored the fact that that was always going to... Like, what planet are we living on that we ever thought that any of the parties involved were going to try to get exclusivity here? I, let me take that back. Maybe the WWE or the UFC would have wanted exclusivity, but Brock Lesnar would have said back to them, I've seen the money that I do for you. No. <laughs> like, 
No is the answer to that. <laughs> I'm not going to work for you exclusively because I want to make a lot of money. And so I'm going to make a lot of money by working for Brock. I, I mean, like, I can't believe that anybody would be surprised by the fact. I can't believe that it took this long for there to be a report that Brock Lesnar met with Vince McMahon about wanting to do both. Um, we, I think a lot of people are working under the assumption there's no way that Brock Lesnar could still be champion after SummerSlam, but... Yeah. You know? I mean, we, we talked about it. If he agrees to carry that belt into the octagon... Or, I mean, whatever. Just the, just the yeah. notion that Brock Lesnar would be fighting for the UFC heavyweight champion and all, uh, championship and also be the WWE champion, it's pretty valuable for the WWE. There, he's going to be doing a lot of media appearances. He's going to be doing mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. That's that's good for the WWE that he's also representing them at that point. Every time. Correct. So I, I think if you're in the camp... I put Brock last because I assume nobody would vote for him because it just feels like at this point nobody wants Brock to still be the champion after SummerSlam. Right. But I think if you're in the if you're in the camp that he couldn't possibly still be champion after SummerSlam, yeah, I I I don't know where that. Come on, man, come on, it's <laughs> Brock freaking Lesnar that we're talking about. All right, uh, next one. Uh, we talked about this last week too. Um, we actually want Miz to beat Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam, right? Uh, yep. Yay or nay? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sixty-seven percent say yes. Um, Good. Uh, it is. It is a weird world that we live in, right? But like, it. It just With the reason. But here's the thing. I think people want Miz to win because they know that Wiz, Miz is not going to actually end up winning this feud. And that's the, that led into the next question, which was, should Miz and Daniel Bryan drag out for another, perhaps, title match all the way to WrestleMania? And also 67% of people said yes to that. So yep. I, think, I think that's what you're referring to. AJ is absolutely exactly. right. Which is, we, we don't want Daniel Bryan to win this one because we want him to ultimately come out on top. And so... It, and less... less- for me, it's less wanting him to come out on top. I would actually prefer if Miz came out on top. I just know that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but but uh, what's crazy is that the reason why you, I want Miz to win is because I don't want the feud to end. Right. Um, I like, think I, right. I don't care. Like even if they don't do a title match at all. Right. I would just like for Miz and Daniel Bryan to feud for the next three to four months. And I hear you on Especially that. Especially with Hell in a Cell coming up. But you don't, exactly. knowing what we know about Miz, you don't think that could still happen even if Daniel Bryan won this match? Like, you don't think that that Miz, given the fact that he's a squirrely prick, couldn't come up with some way to, to sort of get Daniel... Yeah, yeah there is. That he could, but, but if you really want to give this, this feud its due... Have Miz beat Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam, and that will definitely do it. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's easy to do it that way. You're right about that. It's very easy to do it that way, and I, I'm not surprised by the results to those two questions. Um, next one. I did this a little out of order. I apologize. Uh, let me go back to Ronda Rousey. We've talked about this a good bit. Should Ronda Rousey have an intergender pay per view match at some point between now and SummerSlam next year? And I should have done a better job. I hope that people understood what I was asking. I'm a little bit afraid. I, I think I'm referring to a one-on-one. Inter- that's what I think an intergender match is. Like a tag match that's... A mixed tag match. Correct. An intergender, a one-on-one intergender match at some point in the next year. I gave three options on this one. Yes, no, or, and then no, but after a year. So it's, I'm, I'm good with it, but not between now and next SummerSlam. 
those are the three options that I gave. How'd you guys vote on that one? Yeah, I would I would prefer the delayed reaction. Like I wa- I would have no problem with her facing a dude next year. But so you're I saying think get- that if if she dominates a dude right now, who legitimately, other than Oscar, have you built to say that that person could beat a dude? Yeah, I hear on you. in the entire company. So you're saying do it, but let her run through the women's division for a while First. for the next year before yes. you do that. Yes. Uh, Aaron, what was your vote? Yeah, my argument was the same. Uh, not the exact same reason. I don't want her to face a dude while she is the women's champion. Correct. As long as she once she drops the title, I'm all for it. But as long as she's the women's champion, I don't want her uh, facing a dude. Um, okay, uh, it's it's both uh, interesting arguments. Fifty-five uh, percent of people said yes. Uh, for a Ronda Rousey intergender pay-per-view match between now and SummerSlam of next year, 24% said no, and 21% said agreed with you guys, not right now, but um, ultimately, yes, I'm fine with it. Which means, we can look at the math a couple ways, 76% of people that responded are good with Ronda Rousey facing dudes at some point. Um, if you want to look at it another way... Uh, 24% of people that responded are dumb i don't disagree <laughs> with that but you can say 40 45 percent of people don't think ronda rousey should do it in the next year right like 40 it's 55 say yes 45 say no in the next year to yeah, ronda rousey 24 percent say no and they're right dumb. and yes i don't disagree with that i don't she looks so fucking good um it, you you have to do it at some point or did you see wrestlemania yeah correct i mean correct correct it has to happen at some point all right uh, a couple more from this is one of the rumors that we've heard floating around. Would you be at all interested in a John Cena Undertaker rematch at SummerSlam? Boys. <laughs> yeah, I would. I okay. mean like I don't like I don't care like if they do do it or don't. But like if they decide that they want to do John Cena Undertaker and this time it'd be an actual match, I'm cool with that. I think that would be a now that I see how Undertaker looks and feels, I would definitely be cool with that. All right. All right, Aaron. Uh, I said no, and especially not now that we only have one show to build it up. But, uh, yeah, I put no. Yeah, I said no as well, and I think it leans more to that too. If you had given this a build and and sold me on why it mattered to John Cena that he lost and this is something that bugged him and the whole deal, I, I, I kind of would be with you, AJ. Like, the... I, I was not interested in it at all at first, but and here's the thing, though. Here's why you're both you're you're both wrong. Ah, okay, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I do. I sometimes I need you to remind me of why I'm wrong. You're both wrong because if John Cena's going out and and they get hit his music and he runs out and he cuts this, you know, five minute promo or whatever, John Cena promo, great promo at SummerSlam, talking about what he wants to do when he gets back to WWE, talks about how he's mad about how he left WWE. Um, because Undertaker and then the fucking gong hits and the lights shut out and then they cut back on and Undertaker's in the ring and then a ref comes down and they fight. You don't think that would be dope? I'm not saying it wouldn't create a moment. I would be really difficult with giving an extended match on an already crowded card to something that had no build. And if that don't need, But my thing is like that would they could do a 10, 15 minute match. I mean, and that, it would be dope, right? And you're hitting the time frame that would like that would have in that circumstance. It would have to be 
and long enough that it's a credible match, but not yeah. too long. Yeah, it can't you, be a squash match. Again. And, no. and not too long that you feel like you're stealing away from anything else that's on the card. I I'd st- I gotta be honest, I'd still struggle with it, right? I'd still I I just don't I just don't need it. I don't need it. Why whereas, do you watch wrestling? But why am I taking away? Why am I taking away time that other guys gonna have to wrestle on the card for that? Why do I want less of anything else? Bro, I'd rather the have the revival. Already be like six hours. But that doesn't mean I want it to be six hours and thirty minutes. <laughs> Um, I just don't I don't want to cost anything else. Look, I'm not trying to tell you that I think this is the most exciting uh SummerSlam card in the history of SummerSlam, but like I don't if it means if it to do this, I have to give up five minutes of AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. I, I don't need it so much that I want to give up five minutes of AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. Yeah, I think I agree, but I don't think that that would be the match. No, and I hear you. The argument would be that some it would just simply cost <laughs> somebody else. Like somebody else yeah. would just not get we'd a match. Pro- we'd probably just we'd probably just have the fucking uh, a Bludgeon Brothers squash the New Day again. Right, and <laughs> I don't want that either. Like, <laughs> I want them to have a match. Like, I don't want to trade any. You'd have to tell me something else that I'm trading in in order to get John Cena Undertaker for 15 minutes in order to sell me on the idea that I want it. Right, like you'd have to create yeah. a scenario. By which you're saying, hey, all you're really losing is they were going to throw in like a, a a Mike Kanellis, Kurt Hawkins match, and we're losing that. Or, like, okay. or, or a concert that they uh, unbook. Well, yeah. is it Elias concert? Because the fuck if I'm giving <laughs> okay. that up. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm sure as shit not giving that up. If you're saying that I'm losing 15 minutes of flow rider, okay, yeah, we can talk then, right? <laughs> like, I'll live. But I'm not giving up 15 minutes of Elias. Hell no. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. No, not no a one chance. wants that. Not a chance. Uh, with John Cena in mind, uh, when should John Cena win his next title and break the record? I only gave two options here because I yeah, that was weird. Well, I don't think there's any world in which he's doing it somewhere that isn't WrestleMania. Like I just, if it's happening, and I think that I think that that is a gross oversight. But I did pick WrestleMania in this poll. Okay, I gave WrestleMania because I legitimately can't believe that anyone would think that that moment would occur at Battleground. John Cena's the ultimate. You tell me SummerSlam next year. I could see John Cena break the record on a Raw. (laughs) Right. I, I if. I'm not. Here's where I'll agree with you, AJ. He, if John WWE, Cena could break the record on the first SmackDown on on Fox. on Fox, okay, that that's a good sell. That's a good sell as to why you would do it that way. That's the best possible thing that you can give me. Although even that, I would think it would be tricky because oh, main event of the first SmackDown on Fox. When is the first SmackDown on Fox? Not till next in fall. the fall. Yeah, not till fall, fall 2019. Yeah. Okay. All right, so you're telling me the uh, title match on that show is John Cena versus Samoa Joe? Well, yeah, it'd be right. It'd be massive. I'm not doubting that it would Shinsuke be massive. I do. I, I the only Randy thing I'll say Orton, is who is fantastic right now? Or come on, I think it would be tricky for WWE to give something that big on the first one, knowing they can't follow that up. Like it's it's a one time thing that could happen. And it would pull a, uh, you know, obviously that would be really, really intriguing, and it would get. I, I think they need to set more realistic goals for what they're going to do on Fox. And so I think it'd be really smart to have a John Cena championship match on the first ever SmackDown on Fox. I don't think it would be smart to have John Cena break the record 
in the first ever SmackDown on Fox. But it's a it's an interesting sell. It would be the one thing that I think you could sell me on that would be like, I just I, this is WD that we're talking about. They're going to do I don't that. know if you know this or not, but have you watched Fox News? Yeah, but okay, again, I hear you, but this they, is a, the, the people on that show? Yes. They love JJ Watt? Yes. And they love John Cena. What, I don't understand. What do those two guys have in common? I'm not sure. What are you trying to suggest? They have great well, work ethics. You, you do know that Fox also has Empire, right? Like, you do understand that, like, Fox... Fox and, the and ne- Family Guy. I do understand but, that. But I'm saying, like, Fox the Network is not just a white person's network. Like, yeah, but the Fox same, News the certainly is. Right, here's the thing. The same person is writing the checks for I, I do understand that, but they also write checks for Empire. Like, I, you know, like, that does... I get that. Bro. Bro. Do you know how many people I've known in my life that are like, uh, what, was, what was the picture from the uh, the Braves? John that said Rocker. He wasn't racist. John cause Rocker. Because he had four black friends. Oh, I'm not. Okay. All you right. Right, have, right. Right. Okay. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, if you know how many black friends you have, you're racist. You can I, have right. friends of a race that you no, have. Wait a don't second. All eight of my black friends totally <laughs> think I'm not racist. I don't know what you're talking. I'm going to make sure I have eight black friends. Uh, <laughs> not true. Uh, I don't think. Um, what I'm saying is, I don't. I do think that they have. I think the people in charge have specifically created Fox News Channel to capitalize on that market. I don't think that they have done the same thing with Fox. I think that they. I, I, I'm not saying that they have. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, people that watch Fox News watch Fox. I. Uh, that's an interesting question that I don't. I don't. I think the people that watch Fox News. Watch, watch Fox News. No, I think they watch like channels that show old episodes of Matlock. <laughs> I I think they watch channels. I think they watch the religious channels. I don't think that they watch Fox necessarily. I'm not saying there's no crossover. I'm sure there's some crossover. Although in fairness, ABC also uh, aired Roseanne this past season. So you know, I don't know what to say there. Um, I, I hear you in all this. I, I'm going to go back to the poll. I put it at essentially, should it happen at WrestleMania? Or do you think at this point there's an argument that it should just never happen? That for pro wrestling history, John Cena and Ric Flair staying tied is a really good thing? And somebody else down the road could end up breaking the record. You know who I think is going to break the record? Randy Orton? Roman Reigns, oh. our truth. Oh, it should be our truth. I think we all know that. Um, I mean, I, I don't know though. At the pace, it's not like they've had him win a ton of titles the way that they had John Cena win a ton of titles in a stretch. Like they, yeah, but would you think Roman's going anywhere? No, you're right about that. Now, I, okay, do you think that Roman, if at some point in the next five years, Hollywood's interested him in as an action star, he wouldn't do that? He would. But that would get him more titles, just like it did for John Cena at first. Yeah, I mean, for a little bit, and then he became a part-timer, and that's typically the way that it works. And Roman Reigns looked... Yeah, but there was a solid four or five years where he was not a quote-unquote part-timer. Okay, but doesn't Roman Reigns look like the guy they should insert in Fast and the Furious 12? Like, doesn't he just look like the guy that should take up the mantle? You know, like... But the problem is... The problem is he has someone that already in Hollywood that's killing it that looks exactly like him. Wait, are you talking about so, The Rock or about Jason Momoa? Because Jason Momoa Jason looks Momoa exactly like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, if if Roman Reigns and Jason Momoa show up to the same audition, okay, but what but what is Jason? And Mo- one of those guys was Aquaman and was uh, Cal Drogo. Yeah, right. Don't you just 
regard Drogo, man. I okay. <laughs> okay. You got something going there. It still doesn't mean I don't think that Roman Reigns couldn't Reigns couldn't carve out a place. Like Oh, I think he I think he could. Jason Statham's probably gonna die in a stunt pretty soon. <laughs> like I think we all know that. And when he does Roman Reigns is just waiting there to be in all of those types of movies. He doesn't have to have a lot of dialogue. He can just look good, fuck chicks, you know, drive fast cars, kill people. Wonderful. Wonderful. I would pay for that right now. In fact, take my money. Um, I'm signed up for all of it. Um, I voted uh, that he should break the record at WrestleMania, by the way. That was my vote. I did vote for uh, WrestleMania because I do think that in professional wrestling, somebody's got to break the record, and then the next guy chases the next guy. That's the way that it goes. That's just the mm-hmm. way that I feel. Um, and then finally, is now the right time for AJ Styles to drop the belt to Samoa Joe at SummerSlam? Yay or nay? Yes. I say yes, though I... the caveat would be if you wanted to leave AJ with the bell, just drop it to Miz later. I'm okay with that. All right. Well, 59% of people say yes. By the way, 59% of people also said that John Cena should break the record at WrestleMania. Listen to me. I'm, I'm going to steal a line from Paul Heyman, who definitely should get an Emmy. This is not a prediction. This is a spoiler. At SummerSlam, just like I said last week, Samoa Joe is going to choke out AJ Styles, a la Oscar Bailey, and AJ's not going to tap out, and he's going to lose the WWE title. Um, I it makes all the sense in the world to me, man. Yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement on that. That's a very smart way to go about doing it. And we all laid out this argument last week that th- this is the right time. It freshens AJ Styles a little bit. It gives you AJ Styles chasing, which is a good thing. Um, it keeps him. You How know, long has he been the champ now? Since November, since right before Survivor Series, yeah. right? And I'm not. There's no world in which I think AJ Styles should be out of the main event picture. I I think he should remain in the main event picture. But I think that it serves him good to chase for a minute, and I think it gives you a new, fresher AJ Styles for a little bit as you do it. So. And what if you get? What if it all leads to? So he he go, he he goes with Joe for a little bit to get the title back, overcomes Joe, and then that's right around Royal, Royal Rumble time, and then Daniel Bryan wins the Royal Rumble, and you get AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan for the WWE title at WrestleMania. I mean, nobody's gonna argue with it except we just set up Daniel Bryan Miz a, a, a Mania match that a little while ago. So I honestly, I'm gonna you you set that up, but I'm gonna be honest with you, I do not believe at all whatsoever. That if they're facing at SummerSlam, they're going to face at WrestleMania. Right. I just don't. Right. I think that well, then Daniel Bryan's with you, by the way. Daniel Bryan, I said Daniel Bryan is with you. Daniel Bryan did an interview where he was asked that direct question: Could you see Miz, you know Daniel Bryan Miz at WrestleMania? His answer was: Do you think WWE has enough long-term storytelling in them to drag it out that long? Jesus Christ, boy, that's quite the shoot answer from Daniel Bryan. My God. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, well, there you go. Those are the reactions, and uh, I appreciate everybody who participated in that. Uh, we will try to do that every so often and make that a feature, maybe every couple of months, where we roll something like that out. I like that too, Glenn. Age. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just. A, and look, there wasn't a lot that happened this week, so it was kind of the right week to go about doing something like that. Uh, AJ, I know you got to duck out because you got a game to play tomorrow. You got. Uh, yes, sir. You got stuff to do. Let's get your plugs in. What does everybody need to know? Um, you can follow me on all social media at AJ Francis 410. Once again, that's at AJ Francis 410. Um, 
you know, things are going really good for me musically, especially three of my songs are on Spotify's playlist right now. So I'm getting a lot of streams. I'm getting a lot of new fans. Um, if you go to my social media, uh, you click the bio link on Twitter or Instagram, either one, it'll get to get you to all my music videos, my songs, um, uh, all my, uh, uh, big events that I've done, everything. You can check it all out there. And, um, yeah, I'm just, Oh, I also just found out that I pretty sure I can go to SummerSlam because I don't uh, think I'm going to have curfew anymore uh, for SummerSlam. So I'm going to probably I'm going to be at NXT and SummerSlam. So son of a bitch. I will see you guys there, you Bully Club. Son of a Too bitch. Too sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, by the way, you better have something prepared if you manage to get a sack of Baker Mayfield tomorrow night. That's uh, <laughs> there better be something well, ready at that point. Oh yeah, I'm going to get. I'm, I mean, that's. The problem with little guys like that is they're hard to see. That is true, right? When I'm fighting another do? massive man, a little bastard back there is just very tough yeah. on the eyes. Yeah, you're right. It is tough, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> All right, uh, appreciate it, pal. Aaron and I will come back in. We'll talk more about what happened during the course of the past week in WWE. That's next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's... The main event. Vent. Vent. Come on, just do it! AJ Francis of the New York Giants. This is jobbing out. Score big at the Green Turtle with our legendary crab dip, juicy burgers, or any of our delicious boardwalk iced teas and lemonades. Bring the whole team and celebrate your latest win in our rent-free party room. Need to raise money for your sports league or team? Our Funds for Friends program has raised over $1 million for local sports organizations. Everyone is a winner at the Turtle. Visit thegreenturtle.com to find your local turtle. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were going to do this or uh, their old theme as a, as a farewell. No, I mean, I like the old theme, but I love this. I really... Oh, it's... I, I'm I mourning the loss of the old theme because I really liked it, but yeah, this perfect. Yeah, I, I really love this. All right, back in here for segment number two. Jobbing out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster with you. By the way, later on in the show, uh, Brian Powell, I'm going to say that AJ joined us for multiple segments. Do not give me a botch for that. I thought he. we recorded segment number three before we recorded segment numbers one and two. And at the time, we thought he was doing two segments with us. So I don't get a botch for that. I, I just needed to preface that because I could already smell that one coming. I could already smell that tweet coming out a little bit later on. I could go back in and I could edit it. But seriously, why would I spend the time doing that? So that's what's, that's, that's, I just wanted to address that. Um, all right, so the week that was, um, you know what? Let's just uh, let's just play the clip and, and get it over with. Mm-mm, mm-mm, don't do it. Don't do it. Won a match with you at SummerSlam for that. How am I going to do that? Same way everyone else does. I'm going to pin Carmella. <laughs> huh? That's not the way it works for us. You got to deal. Hey, you got to deal with. Come on, man. Don't be ridiculous. I'm not getting in the ring with Renee. (laughs) 
寝言はよ寝て言えアホア
I mean, I'd have to think about that some more, but it's just... it's up there. I yeah. mean, it's up there as probably the best, at least on the main roster, the best tag match at least since the the Usos New Day Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't have a problem with that. And and again, you know, if you give the New Day and Cesaro and Sheamus the time. To be able to do something like that, you shouldn't be surprised by the fact that you would right. get something. The, all of these guys are tremendous. They're all tremendous. Now, I am admittedly actually a little bit bummed that the New Day won. Like, weirdly, I, I we, we, set, we talked about this last week. I, I laid out the foundation for why I would have loved to have seen it be the bar. And that it would have been an electric moment at the beginning of the night to have Cesaro and Sheamus beat the Bludgeon Brothers... And I, I pointed to the, the Seamus story and where we've gotten with him and sort of how crazy it is that we've gotten to a place where he was he was a punching bag um, for internet wrestling fans for a long time. Mm-hmm. And yet here we are. And, dude, Seamus is great. Like, he's great. And I thought that would have been really cool. So, honestly, I'm a little bit bummed. But I, I, I get it. This is the new day. You sure as hell want them on the card at SummerSlam if you're the well, WWE. I- yeah, I mean, my my one thing is there was a natural match for the New Day if they weren't in the title match. Now I'm worried this means the bar is not on the card at all, which would also be a bummer. Yeah, right. Like, I know the argument of, of having all three. Um... Well, I mean, I, w- I was saying you, you could very easily, let's say the bar won. Then oh, you'd and have you just have the New, New Day, Day Sanity. Sanity. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sure, but that feels like it would have been relegated to the, you know, the... the the pre-show and i i don't know that bludgeon brothers uh new day isn't on the pre-show anyways yeah you might be right about that i mean if it is obviously you know i mean like i think that you can at least present the possibility of of the new day beating the bludgeon brothers which would still be a big moment um just by putting it on the main card right as long as it's on the main card i think it's believable that the New Day can beat the Bludgeon Brothers because they're the New Day. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, no, you don't need any believability there. Like, no well, one's but if it's on wondering. The, if it's on the pre-show, it's not believable. It's, uh, I don't know if I agree with you. They especially, you know, they they never do a huge title change. But I, you're right, I more think, likely on the main card. But I wouldn't say it's a I definite. I think the Bludgeon the Brothers. Losing. We've we've gotten in trouble with that one before. No, I hear you. I just we're talking about the Bludgeon Brothers losing. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I think it. I'm not saying you couldn't change tag titles on the pre-show. You could absolutely do that. I think the bludgeon... What's the point of having them lose if they're going to lose on the pre-show? You know what I mean? Like, I I just... Right. No, I, I, I get it. I, I just don't it. smell that. Um, but, so yeah, I'm a, I was a little bit bummed by that, but the match itself was wonderful. Um, you, you talked last week about the need for Daniel Bryan to have a moment, and I actually thought that was pretty effective um, this past week. I thought that was, in a in a small dose, an effective moment. Now... You have to stretch the idea that people would believe that The Miz was on the set of his show, and that's not believable because it looked exactly like a backstage area at a wrestling show. But you know what? I'm fine with it. I'm and, I'm and, okay with suspending disbelief for that right. one. I'm okay with that, too. I am. And honestly, I thought that was probably about as well as you could have done to create something that felt a little bit different for Daniel Bryan, right? Like, it was kind of heelish from Daniel Bryan, um, I, I I thought that was okay. I thought that was okay for for getting a Daniel Bryant moment in this program. I actually thought that worked. 
I had one problem with it, and that was announcing ahead of time that you were doing it. I would have liked it so much more if you had done that. You had the Miz saying, you know, no, I'm not going to get it. Right. You had that, and then the Miz, well, because I, of that, I think the, the argument match. would be that you have less expectation. Like, Daniel Bryan doesn't need to be there. He's already gotten the match, right? Like, right. so if you're trying to throw people off and not have anybody think that Daniel Bryan's about to pop out, you know, addressing the match already and the fact that it's going to happen, I, I think might might help in that way. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it helped the that specific moment, the attack. I just think the the moment of the yeah, acceptance, bet, right? Of the a better storyline. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. That could have been better in that way. Um, what else from SmackDown do we have to address? So we have Becky and and Charlotte playing nice this week. Where do you go from there? Um, I think m- I, I think you have them playing nice. You might tease a little dissension, but they're going to be playing nice going into SummerSlam. I, I agree. Do we think that Becky's turning at SummerSlam? If not at SummerSlam shortly after. I could see a scenario where Charlotte wins, Becky doesn't immediately turn, but like in the weeks following, she does. Okay. I think if Becky wins, it has to involve a turn. I think if if Becky – and maybe – Yes. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Yes. If Becky's walking out champion, but I think it's more likely that you're seeing Charlotte walk out and Becky turn because of that. Okay. I, you're, sadly, you're probably right about that. Um, yeah. I, 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 that's a bummer, but you're probably right about that. Uh, all right. Anything else that we need to touch on from SmackDown? No, not really. Okay. Um, Raw, yes. The story is Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman forever. Paul Heyman forever and ever and forever and ever and ever and ever and Paul Heyman forever. Um, yes. Got a lot of feedback last week from folks who had various opinions about what Paul Heyman should do if he splits with Brock Lesnar. And then I was reminded, I don't know that he has to split with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> like, um, as we talked about in the first segment, I don't know that Brock's not going to be around. I mean, he's not going to be around week to week. But even if he were to drop the belt, having Paul Heyman come out sporadically to remind everyone that Brock Lesnar exists, not but a he bad didn't. Idea. He didn't come out to remind people that not this Brock week. Lesnar exists no, when not he had the you know when he has the title. Why would he do it when he doesn't have the title? Because he should. <laughs> well, yes, he should. Yeah. There's no question. Well, he but should. it might be more important to do it when Brock doesn't have the belt, right? Like when Brock has the belt, you know who the cha- you know where Brock Lesnar is. He's the champion. Like you know he has to come back at some point. When he's not the champion, it might be more important to remind everyone that he's still a WWE employee, that he's still part of the company, right? Like, that he still exists, that he still looms. When you're the champion, you're going to loom. You have to loom. You're the champion. When you're not— Or you can disappear. I don't know that he—I don't know if I'd agree that I said he looms. What do you mean? I, I don't—I think his presence was non-existent. I think there were times he didn't loom. He didn't loom enough. That was the— Well, no, I, look, I don't, dis- I don't disagree enough. with that. I don't disagree with that. But nobody thought for a second that Brock Lesnar wasn't involved with WWE. They just, you right. know, yes. he wasn't there. Um, if you're not the champion and you watch Brock Lesnar doing a bunch of UFC stuff, you might forget that Brock Lesnar is involved with, with the WWE. Um, Paul Heyman sporadically showing up does a lot to remind you of that. But— in general, just God bless him. God bless him. Um, like, I think WWE should roll with it and actually submit it for an Emmy. Like, it'll never get no, any and that's, real response, but I would do it. I would do it for just because I think that would get attention. I don't know. I, dude, everybody submits stuff for Emmys. I don't know that— But WWE doesn't. 
I know, but I just don't know that it would get that much attention. I think I don't think that anybody would care all that much outside of the pro wrestling world. And I think in the pro, like if you want to do it just because it could be something else for people to talk about in the pro wrestling world, like right. fine. I just don't know that it's necessary, but it certainly doesn't hurt. So fine, by all means. I just don't think there's as much bang there as as you would hope for. I don't. I don't know. I, I think if you saw the list of things that were submitted for Emmy consideration... Oh, it's, it's everything. Right. I, just submitting something for Emmy consideration doesn't even give you the rub of, oh, look at how bad this is. Let's make fun of it on TV. Because, like, it, There's just no rub. There's too much. There's too much that's submitted. Well, I mean, Lucha Underground has always submitted for uh, Emmys. Right, but yeah. they, and they don't get... like The E-Network right, they, doesn't they get do a no, segment on... Yeah, it's no. so hilarious that, that, that Lucha Underground submitted for an Emmy. You know what I mean? I just... I just don't think you get any bang from that. But fine, you want to do it within the wrestling world so that you know a couple of people talk about it. It doesn't hurt, you know what I mean? Like, fine, right. I'd, I'd be all right with that. Um, besides Brock Lesnar being great, um, what else from Raw? Um, like I said, I thought this was a real you know filler episode more I, than I anything. I thought so too. I really did. Uh, what's that? I, I, that's exactly what I thought yeah. as well. Uh, yeah. We didn't really get Braun Strowman addressing, like you know what I mean? Like I no, we didn't at all. And that I'm, you know, as I always say, AJ always gets pissed off at me when I complain about something because he's like, "You're acting like they couldn't just do it next week." Well, they should have done it this week. And if you don't do it this week, it smells more like you're never going to address it. And I don't think they are. Yeah, and that's bullshit. That's bullshit that you would never address it. And, and like I said, I think it hurts his character. I think it does. Like, like right. there now, are a lot of times when I say something and you guys rag on me for being too detail-oriented. No, I think in this case it actually okay. is not I, good. I, I hear you, and this is I know what AJ would say back. AJ would say back what he said in the first segment, which is right. all it takes is him to go do something insane, and we forget about that. And AJ's not wrong now. That doesn't mean that it's a good idea. That doesn't mean it's the way that it should be done. That doesn't mean that there might be some element in which it hurts Braun Strowman. But he's probably right. Braun Strowman is capable of things that no one else is capable of. It's a wag the dog thing. Yeah. It You can make people forget about the other stuff just by reminding them, holy shit, Braun Strowman's so awesome. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm with you to an extent... I, I'm not saying it kills his character. By the way, if I'm not saying that it kills his character, I do. Th- I just. I think it takes it from, you know, he's a god to whatever the next step down is. Yeah, demigod. Uh, you know, yeah. maybe he has a brother, and um, and perhaps that brother might be a little bit problematic from time to time, and <laughs> maybe he needs to come to Earth to deal with that. You know, like I'm just <laughs> spitballing. I don't know stuff right off the top of my head, pal. Just okay, coming up with go. ideas right off the top of my head. Maybe they could do something with that. All right. Uh, is there anything else we need to touch on? Yeah. There, well, there, there's one more thing that I, I was kind of thinking about when I was watching the the handicap match and realizing this was like the twelfth week in a row we've gotten Rollins versus Ziggler in yeah. some form. Yeah. Um. It needs a stipulation. That Intercontinental Title match needs a stipulation. Um. Maybe a ladder match. You, you kind of harken back. You can say, oh, you know, this is the New Age. Uh, Michaels versus Razor. For you know, they had the that SummerSlam '94. Right. right. You can. You can kind of go that way if you'd like. Um, I, I just you can't. I don't think you can do okay, a single so, match there. So I'll present a couple of things. One, I think that they are trying to get everybody to believe that Dean Ambrose is returning um, for SummerSlam, and so in their minds, that might be what the stipulation is. Right? Is that you know you you you're going to be hanging onto your seat because you're waiting for Dean Ambrose to come out. 
and and one of two things: either a they're right, and Dean Ambrose does come out and and evens the odds, or it's the thing that we've always wondered about: Dean Ambrose comes out and screws over Seth Rollins, and you create a massive, massive moment, right? Um, the other thing that I've I've heard, but, but then you have the fifteen to twenty minutes they're wrestling, and it's the again a good I, match, right, but, but it's the same match we've seen over. But and over. if the point of it all is Dean Ambrose, I don't know that it matters what kind of I just, match I, you I have. I don't like the fifteen to twenty minutes of the, you know whatever for the one big moment. I, I don't. I, I think you can do that if it has a stipulation then you get the best of both worlds. Yeah, I mean, that's fine, but I I think if it's a stipulation match, I don't like the idea of it ending in a way that's not, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm getting a stipulation match, I want a one-on-one match and somebody winning and and less chicanery and it's about settling the feud. And I just don't think we're getting that. So I have no problem with being a match. The other thing I've heard from a couple people is um, I've seen multiple people this week opine that WWE is setting this up so much for people to believe that Dean Ambrose is coming back, that is it possible that what's actually going to happen is Jason Jordan instead? Oh, Jesus. Um, I don't know what his, uh, you know, we haven't heard, we've heard Ambrose is ready to go. That's, I mean, that's where all this conversation right. is coming from, right. is we know Ambrose is returning imminently. I haven't heard about Jason Jordan. I think the original timetable had him back closer to Survivor Series than SummerSlam. Um, God, I couldn't. Can you imagine if the crowd is getting ready for Dean Ambrose and they and, get and Jason I, Jordan? I think that would create something, right? Like, or what if they're ready for Dean Ambrose? Dean Ambrose comes out, but then Jason Jordan like hops out of the crowd and intercepts him, or something like that, right? Like, I think there's a few ways this could go. Um, I had not thought about Jason Jordan at all, and yes, it would be <laughs> it would be turbo heat for something like that to happen, but. It's not the end of the world if you get turbo heat, right? Like, yeah, I, tur- I mean, look, if, if you want to go that route, there are definitely worse ways to do it. <laughs> yep, turbo heat is still turbo. So, yep. you know, that's not the end of the world. All right, very good. When we come back in, Brody King is going to join us. He's having himself quite the summer, and it continues this weekend out at Defy. So we will chat with him about all of that next. I'm Glenn, and he's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. I'm excited to tell you about one of our newest partners, Loop League. Find them at loopleague.com. What are they all about? Well, this is very cool. You can link together events from across the sports landscape into one comprehensive fantasy pool. So let's just say you're like us. Maybe you're playing a World Cup pool right now. You want to keep that fun going with your friends after the World Cup is over. Maybe you do a football picks pool that you loop together, and that fun continues throughout the course of the year. Start a league today. Invite your friends. Single event leagues are free. Multi-event leagues are just a flat four. 99 fee for the entire league not per person just 499 there's plenty of competitions that loop league has i mentioned the world cup football picks it continues mlb playoffs they'll be doing stuff like that i mean they even do ufc fights but if you've got an idea for something that you want to do you can tell them at loop league on twitter and they'd be willing to consider it they've got 21 events on the platform right now with more coming this is something that was started by local guys it's extremely cool loop league find them at loopleague.com Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Just Glenn and Aaron for this one. And 
Uh, that means we need to step our game up and, and why not chat with a man who has been killing it. You've seen him with MLW. He's now hanging out with Progress. And most importantly, he's going to be part of a massive weekend this weekend in Seattle for Defy, including the Progress show on Thursday night and then Defiance United on Friday night. It's a pleasure to welcome Brody King to Jobbing Out. Brody, it's Glenn and Aaron. It's good to talk to you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely, dude. All right, uh, progress. Holy crap, man. Um, how exciting is this for you to be a part of a company that's been so massive uh, all over the world for the last, you know, for, for it seems like forever now at this point? Yeah, I mean, at least since I started wrestling, they really um, made an impact and has started to just, they just keep growing and growing and uh, watching their product and now being a part of it is pretty incredible yeah right like it's a, the, the the crowds that show up for progress i mean these are british wrestling crowds right like these are these people are insane what's it like wrestling in front of a progress crowd uh yeah i mean i would say wrestling in front of a progress crowd is very similar to wrestling in front of a uh washington hall defy crowd okay there. yeah mm-hmm. uh Incredibly fun. They're there to have fun. Um, yeah, it's just a great atmosphere for a wrestling show. And, I mean, you're not just wrestling for progress. You're wrestling the top guys. You wrestled British Strong Style yesterday in New York, which I can only imagine was crazy. And then you got Pete Dunne in a one-on-one match this weekend. Just kind of what's this week been like for you? And, and to get those matches, what does that mean for you? Uh yeah, that's definitely been insane. I mean, we, we showed up yesterday, and uh, we got told that we were going to be in the main event. And, then, of course, we're against Pete and Tyler and Trent. And that was just like, all right, well, well time to tie up the boots and let's go. <laughs> but uh, having, a, having a singles against Pete is also an incredible opportunity. And, uh, yeah, I think we're going to bring the house down on Friday. Bro, do you feel like that in a way this is kind of presenting a bit of a moment for you? Like, I know this has been building for the last couple of years, but this type of spotlight, this type of opportunity, like, how much do you feel that right now? And, like, how much do you – I don't know if you raise your game or if you just say, hell, I just go out and do the same thing I've always done. Like, I don't, I don't know what that feeling must be like. Um, I don't even know if I know what that feeling is really <laughs> like. Uh, it's – I just keep – I don't know, going day by day and just kind of doing what got me here in the first place, just being myself. Uh, I've never tried to be like another wrestler. I just try to be me and do what I like to do. And uh, luckily, other people appreciate that as well. Is there one thing that's really stuck out to you, whether it's main eventing in New York for a show like that, whether it's being named uh, to Battle of Los Angeles or being on national TV for MLW? Is there anything like one thing that's really stuck out to you as this is the this is the big highlight so far? I mean, personally, uh, being a part of BOLA is was like when I started wrestling, that was one of my ultimate goals was to just one day be part of BOA and for it to happen three years into my career is insane. So I guess I just got to set bigger goals now. (laughs) (laughs) Brody King is with us here on uh, Jobbing Out. You're an L.A. guy, right? So, like, in particular, BOA is probably – was it something that you had gone to? Like, had you – and you, like, sat in the crowd and watched BOA when you were younger? 
Yeah. Uh, I I mean, three years ago, I, I sat in the crowd and watched Wow. It. Uh, wow. You know, just think, like, I had just started wrestling training and just thinking about, you know, like, being in that spotlight at someday on, you know, arguably the biggest independent wrestling tournament on the planet. Um, it just seemed so out of reach at the time. And now it's like getting announced for it and having uh, people supporting me behind it is just an uh, incredible feeling. A little bit of a disappointment that it's not going to be at Legion Hall, or are you excited to get into that uh, bigger venue? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I would say that I, I really am thankful that I got to debut in Reseda, but uh, it being the middle or the <laughs> middle of September where it's one of the hotter months in uh, Los Angeles, I am very thankful that it's at the Globe Theater where there's <laughs> more space and air conditioning. <laughs> it doesn't feel like you can like literally smell the man's taint who's next to you. Like That's probably not something that you need to sign up for at this point in your life. Yeah, well, I, I remember the uh, being at the Reseda venue um, when I went to Bola, and the ceiling was like dripping because of so much sweat condensation <laughs> in the room. It's the grossest thing I've ever heard. That's yeah. so disgusting. Brody King is with us here on Jobbing Out as he's getting ready for a, a huge weekend with Defy. Hey, you know, you talked about the crowds at Washington Hall and how nuts they are. You know, like you've you've been going out there and doing this thing. Defy didn't exist a couple years ago and has easily become one of the coolest, most impressive indies throughout the entire country. How amazed are you by what's happened with Defy in the Pacific Northwest? And, like, how just truly – I don't know that there's a comparable that you can compare to another company that has gone from nothing to this in such a short amount of time. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jim and, and Matt Farmer, they, they just – they really uh, – have something special with Defy. Um, when they brought me in, it's like the first show you go to there, the fans are welcoming and they're just insane. They're just, I don't know, it's its indescribable. Like, you truly have to experience it for, for you to really understand it. Um, that venue is unbelievable. I mean, it has so much history. I mean, Jimi Hendrix played at Washington Hall, which is insane. Uh, and it, it sets a per- perfect atmosphere for a wrestling show, just having the balcony above you and basically having fans looking almost directly down upon you. Uh, you just feel like you're surrounded the whole time and you just feed off that energy. So it's it's unreal. And, I mean, I would like to say I, I was, you know, people are probably surprised by the success of the five, but when you have someone like, like Jim behind it, who came from punk rock and, and punk rock background, it just kind of naturally, uh, you just have a different outlook on things and you have a yeah. different take on things and you're always going to do things differently. Um, so I think that plays a big part in Defy's success because everyone wants to be the biggest and the best and they, they try to play off of things that have already been done. But when you come at it with a completely different approach, then you get something special. You know, as a member of a band yourself, that the kind of combination and that background that he has, is that one of the things that really drew you to Defy? And, and why does that work so well, that combination, that, that background in music towards wrestling? 
I mean, when me and Jim first met, he was basically like, hey, I've seen your band play, and I see that you're you know, coming up in the wrestling world. Like, I'd love to work with you one day. And it was just like, it was just kind of a perfect match. And he kind of gets me, and I get him. So, yeah, I think it just, it works out naturally. Dude, with your look and your size, was like there ever any other option for you than to be a professional wrestler? Like, I look at you, and if I had never known who you were, I would have said, yeah, that dude's going to have to be some sort of combat guy. Like, you just have the like the perfect, perfect look. Did you know all along? Um, I mean, kind of. Like, since I was, like, 12 years old, I used to tell people that I wanted to be a pro wrestler when I grew up. Uh, but I, I just never knew the steps, uh, steps to take. So, like, once I found out that there was a wrestling school within driving distance, it was like, yes, how yeah. do I sign up? Where do I sign up? <laughs> here I am now. I'm sure that there were plenty of people that, like, you were in wrestling schools with that, like, walked in and somebody was like, yeah, I don't I don't know if this is going to be the thing for you. But, like, I would like to think that, like, when you walked in the first time, somebody was like, nope, yep, this is about right. You're the guy that's <laughs> supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my trainer always always says that. He's like, yeah, the first time I saw you, I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's 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 uncanny. You just literally you look exactly the right way. And and obviously, I look. I know that it, it still requires work, right? Like it's not like just because you have a certain look or you're a certain size, everybody just says, "Okay, we're going to give you every opportunity." But it clearly no, can't no, hurt. I I think you actually maybe I don't I, I wouldn't say it maybe was was expected of me, but I definitely got no sympathy from anything. Yeah, it was like, come on, you're like big and scary looking you can take the punishment it's like uh yeah sure all right guys <laughs> i mean you have you have the ideal the the look for wwe for some of these bigger promotions and i got to imagine that's your goal in the future it's just kind of where is that on your checklist as far as getting to whether it's wwe or impact or, or some of these bigger promotions um i mean right now i would say that my my dream would be to go to a new japan pro wrestling Hmm. Uh, hmm. I feel like my style and like the just the um, type of wrestling that I, I've grown to love is Japanese wrestling. Dude, you know, it's funny because we were talking to uh, Juice Robinson a couple weeks ago and everybody's talking about him as a guy that could go back to WWE and he's like, nah, dude, this is this is for me. This is what works. And it's a little bit, I think, less the wrestling style for him and more his character right that like right. works so perfectly with new japan but like i feel like that concept that people are looking more and more at new japan and saying dude i can be a star like i can be a legit international star over there and it just might be more of a fit for what i'm all about yeah i think i think new japan has really done a great job in, in allowing um wrestlers to have a vision for themselves and really just come to fruition with that and sometimes it doesn't work and, and they re, and they kind of go back to the drawing board but they let them have a lot of creative freedom and just kind of become whoever they they want to be i mean on paper if juice would have went to any other company was like hey i'm gonna wear these like crazy rainbow tights <laughs> and this like weird glitter rainbow hat and kind of look like a wrestling unicorn but for <laughs> Japanese strong style they'd be like what is wrong with you but <laughs> it, worked, it worked for him and, and fans love it and, and 
people love it. I mean, it's undeniably great, and I don't think that that would have happened many other places than than New Japan. With uh, with New Japan expanding more and more to the U.S., they've opened that dojo in California. Has has there been any thought about you know going over to the dojo and checking it out or or anything like that? Uh, I've I've actually uh, been fortunate enough to um, have a couple uh, training sessions with Shibata. Wow, um, nice! Which was unbelievable. I mean, he he will take you and anything you thought you knew about wrestling, you, you don't. Like he'll tell you to lock up with him and tell you everything that you need to work on in the lockup, and you're like, "Oh, well, all right, back to the drawing board." <laughs> <laughs> like I thought, I kind of knew pro wrestling a little bit. As it turns out, maybe not yeah, so you, much. You know, you know nothing. You're, you're Yoda, and you are Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Hey, uh, Brody King again. He's going to be at Defy all weekend. Obviously, the, the, the Progress show is Thursday night, and then uh, Defy United or Defiance United is on Friday night. Go to DefyWrestling.com to get your tickets. Um, I, look, you clearly very different body types, but between the straight-edge thing and the tattoos, people will bring up CM Punk. Do you worry about that? Do you say, hey, like I need to do some things to make sure I or, – or do you say, hey, look, man, CM Punk's – one of the great pro wrestlers of the last 30 years. I'm okay with comparisons. I'm okay with people talking about him. Yeah, I don't really care. I mean, it's like if you look at the whole, like, hardcore community, you could probably lump us all into, like, one, you know, demographic. <laughs> so that does, that has never bothered me. Like, people say I look like Aleister Black. And yeah. Like, well, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's actually a good friend of mine, and... Yeah, we do look alike because we like the same things and we like the same music. But it's like we don't wrestle alike at all. We right. don't have the same body types. Uh, so the proof is in is in the product more than just the appearance. So what's that? Now that you're killing on the indies and you're getting you know these high profile matches, what what's the match you want? What what's the either the place or just the match that you uh, want to have? I get I get this question a lot. I honestly don't have a great answer for it. I mean, I, I would love to to work, you know, some of the one day work like a, a Minoru Suzuki or like an Ishi, like have one of those crazy Japanese strong style matches. Uh, I would love to work uh, Bandito. I mean, he's just like oh. the, the hot leader oh. right now, and I think. Um, I, I also have a, a large lucha background, so I would love to kind of blend those two together. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it would suck. It <laughs> sounds like that would be all right. I just, see, this is where this is how I know that you're actually an artist. Because if somebody asked me that question, I'd be like, uh, "The place where they want to pay me a million dollars, and I don't give a shit what it is that they want me to do." That's the answer that I would give, and that's why I can tell that you actually care about your craft and like you're legitimate. And so that's what I respect about you. Oh, oh man. Thank you. Hey, Brody King, seriously, dude, it's it's incredible to see what it is that you're doing right now. Let's get some plugs in. We mentioned Defy, but for yourself, Twitter, Instagram, T-shirts, anything like that, where do people need to be checking out? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, Brody X King. On Facebook, it's just Brody King. Uh, I have a Big Cartel, BrodyXKing.BigCartel.com. I'll have a Pro Wrestling Key store up soon. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. Awesome. You 
awesome. You can check out my band God's Hate on uh, iTunes and Spotify. Awesome, man. And again, this weekend, what a weekend it's going to be at Defy. Thursday night for Progress, Friday night for Defiance United in Seattle. It's going to be incredible. Make sure you get your tickets, defywrestling.com. If you haven't experienced it, you need to. And what a weekend to get your first taste of Defy. Hey, Brody. You see, have to. Yeah, dude. It's it's going to be electric, man. It's just going to be incredible. So jealous. <laughs> uh, Brody, seriously, uh, keep kicking ass, dude, and thank you for taking the time for us, man. Have a great weekend in Seattle. Let's do this again, all right? Awesome, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate Brody King doing that. That was very cool, and go check him out this weekend. What a weekend it's going to be at Defy. Aaron, you want to run down anything else that's going on Thursday, Friday night uh, that everybody needs to check out this weekend out in Seattle? Yeah, I mean, there's so much going on out in uh, out in Seattle. You have the uh, American Guns facing Mustache Mountain. If you haven't seen the American Guns yet, they are right now mainly a West Coast team. But there's a lot of stuff going on there. Um, I mean, just both the Progress and the the Defiance United card. I mean, you have Walter versus uh, Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, it's not the, bad. That's uh, not bad. <laughs> Yeah, the progress. Oh, yeah, and then uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Randy Myers, another guy who's a Defy regular who's out yeah. on the West Coast. Yeah, he's facing Jimmy Havoc at Defiance United. Uh, we have Tony Storm versus Nicole Matthews out in Seattle. I mean, I, I have a feeling you're a fan of that I one. I mean, Just, I'm a fan of half of it. I know that much. I'm a fan of. I don't know if you know this about me, Aaron. I'm not sure if you're aware. I've been a Tony Storm fan for 35 years. I'm not sure if you're aware. I was the first ever Tony Storm fan that ever existed. Um, I have been the biggest supporter of Tony Storm. You know, like, you know when somebody goes and sees a band at, like, a club and, like, years later they're still talking about how they went and saw the band at the club? Yeah, yeah. Like, it it wasn't even at a club that I saw Tony Storm. Like, I was actually just on the street and I saw Tony Storm. Like, it's that – I'm that – I've been that far into Tony Storm. I am basically – when you think of Tony Storm, you think of two things – me and also harass. But you know what I mean? Like the point is Oh yeah. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I was I was gonna let you go. All I was right. gonna let you go All as long right. as you wanted. All right. All right. You done? Uh yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Let's... Uh, what one more match I gotta bring up on the uh just the straight progress card. Uh it's a trios match, British strong style, so all of Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven against the trios team of Ray Oris, uh Dragon Azteca Jr. if you're a Lucha Underground fan. Got Bandito, it. who you heard yep. mentioned, yep. and uh, Flamita. So you're going to have like one of the greatest luchador team trios teams possible now against one of the best, just strong style. You know, the the hard knock your socks off team. That's going to be awesome. Yep, that sounds pretty That's freaking be just good. Awesome. <laughs> Again, defywrestling.com to get your tickets. All right, so this is where we do the quick count. Normally we have three, but I've got a bunch written down. We'll just try to go through as many of them as we can. Um, we know a little bit more as far as All In is concerned. Let's do our weekly All In update as we are less than a month away from the uh, the first ever like non-WWE arena show to take place in Chicago on September 1st. We know more about the broadcast, and we also know about another title match that's been added to the card. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the broadcast first, because this is really interesting. Uh, we knew it was going to be, or I guess we didn't officially know, but there were so many rumors out there about Fight TV being part of it that it seemed like a, a absolute fact that was going to happen. It's also going to be on Honor Club, if you're a part of that for Ring of Honor, which all makes a lot of sense based on the fact that there's so many Ring of Honor people involved. I figured they had to be involved somehow in the broadcast. It will also be on traditional pay-per-view. 
So that's kind of cool. I haven't well, done, I haven't bought an actual. Yeah, I don't even know if anybody while. knows how to buy a pay per view anymore. But yeah, sure, it's a cool concept. Yeah. Um, the most interesting thing about it, though, is the first hour. So I guess the unofficial pre-show—they're calling it all in zero hour—is going to be on WGN America. Right. That's big. Well, I mean, W. I mean, as far as I mean. It's out there on one of the bigger networks there eh, is right now. I mean, I don't know what you mean by one of the bigger networks there is. I mean, right let's. Now. I mean, look. I mean, it's it's on basic cable, basically. Like it's something that has well, okay, what, that, 80%, but that's eighty eighty percent fine, coverage. But in like you know, I, Pop TV is basic cable too, and but I, I don't think Pop TV has near the coverage WGN has. Uh, I I could be wrong about yeah, that. I mean, I but... think Pop TV has pretty good coverage, man. I look. I, I'm not trying to poo-poo the fact that it's on. It's good for them. I, I just wouldn't try to oversell that, right? Like, that's cool. That's a cool thing that they were able to do. They were able to get a partnership. Um, I'd be all for Ring of Honor being involved with WGN. I think we've all talked about how bad the Ring of Honor TV deal is. The problem is the company that owns – Ring of Honor is a TV company. So, you right. know, it, that's 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 what we're up against. Um, this smells like it's a one-time thing. Uh, because of this event, they were able to work out a deal – that's neat. Uh, I'm all for it. You know, um, I, I do wonder. It's I, I'd say it's a one-time thing for Ring of Honor, but every time that you know some of these network, some of these shows, especially the smaller shows, come up for bidding when you know Impact got dropped, WGN's name seems to come up, and I do wonder if this is going to be kind of a showcase to whether it's advertisers or real higher ups in the company. If this does well, if this would mean, let's say, MLW, which right now is having some problems with being sports since being sports just got dropped by FiOS and Xfinity. If that could end up being a thing, I mean, look, I, you know, sure, that's that's fine, and I, you know, if WGN America wants to wade into those waters again, I'm all for it. I'm all for more professional wrestling being a- available on television. That's not a bad thing. Um, although, you know, as I say before, we all want it to be competition. The problem is they're kind of only competing against themselves. Um, nobody's actually competing against the big dog, but you right. know, I'm still for it. Um, I, I just I, I'm not going to overreact to it right now. It smells like something that's happening because of the uniqueness of the event. WGN, of course, has a long association with Chicago because WGN based in Chicago. Yes. Um, so it kind of makes sense for them to be the ones to do this event. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in favor of more. But right now it just sort of smells like a a one time type of deal. Um, the May Young Classic. We know a little bit more tapings started this week. Uh, we don't want to. I, I have done everything in my power to avoid spoilers. I saw the video of the parade um, was being floated around social media this week, but we know um, the rest of the field and a little bit more of the details of how we're going to see the May Young Classic. Yeah, you, you should be very happy about it. It will not be like last year where they did the two sets of bingeable things. Was it yeah, two or three? I, I, I did not remember. care for that. Yeah. Um, it will be weekly. It's going to start the first week of uh, of September. It'll run through to Evolution. And do we know all the sense what, what, the what night, what time? Uh, let me pull that up. I believe we do. It is uh, Wednesday, September 5th at 9, 8 Central, immediately so following right WWE NXT. NXT. Yep. I like that. I like that. That's a thumbs up for me. Uh, all N- good Nice little it. Wednesdays. Yep. We also know the broadcast team, right? It's uh, yes. it's Michael Cole instead of Jim Ross, which is weird. Um, I don't know what that's all about. Renee Young is on the broadcast team this time. And Beth Phoenix joins the broadcast team. So last year it was Jim Ross, Lita, and Alundra Blay. Uh, yeah, that's exactly who it was. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this year, it's an entirely new broadcast team for the May Young Classic. I, might be nothing more than an available dates. Although weird, like the, it, it seemed like they were trying to keep Jim Ross around for events like this. Um, right. I, if you're not going to use him for events like this, what are you using him for? You didn't use him for the uh, NXT UK thing. Like what? I, I, I it was cool that Jim Ross was back around. Is he just not going to be around anymore because he's doing I, I other things? He's yeah. you know he, he's doing some other things. He's obviously doing a lot with Axis and New Japan, and you know. I would have, you know, if it wasn't JR, I would have preferred Morrow. Well, yeah, but sure, but whatever. Morrow's also got a pretty busy schedule doing boxing yes. and all that stuff. So, and look, it, you know, Michael Cole's a full-time employee. It's not stunning they would go that direction. Exactly. Um, it's just sort of is what it is. I'm hoping, I'm happy they're doing both Beth and Renee Young, though. I think that I was curious to see if they might try to do a all women's booth and have Renee Young do play-by-play. You know, she had done color in the past. I didn't know if she would be able to, right. but I could have seen that situation where they tried it. But you know, would have been a cool concept. This makes sense yeah. as well. Would have been a cool concept. Interesting to see what they're going to do as far as play-by-play is concerned for Evolution. Um, mm-hmm. Do they stick with this booth? Do they make it a Raw or a SmackDown? Like they got to figure out what they want to do with that as well. Um, we didn't talk last week because of when we taped the show, but uh, Kane officially is the mayor in Knox County, Tennessee, which is <laughs> hilarious. But it, you know, it's what it is. I think you saw kn- you saw his. Uh, I mean, I, I assume yeah. you saw the speech. Did you yeah, see the it, fact it, that he, he came out walked the, up to yeah, his music? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, look, I don't have a lot of opinions. He's he said since then that he would be willing to still make appearances with the WWE from time to time, despite being the mayor. I would assume probably not doing like a you know a month long program like he right. did most recently. But you know, it's, I, just because you're the mayor doesn't mean that you can't fly somewhere for a night or. You know, heck, if if WWE's in town, if if they're in Knoxville, which they seem to go through once every year or so for yep. Raw, wh- why couldn't Kane sneak over and especially if it's corporate came? Yeah, it's true. It would be a really good fit, right? Like I, somebody, you know, I I saw and it might have been our buddy Ben from Awesome Con. I did see somebody's tweet last week where they were like, I, you know, I was all like feeling you know swell about Kane, and then I realized that. Yeah, I don't really line up with the same political beliefs as him, and I think that he's more libertarian yeah. than he is like a, a, a true conservative. Um, it, 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 this is a, a conundrum that exists throughout. Like, sport. can you still like somebody even if you don't agree with their politics? And it, in some instances, the answer for me has been no, because they've been extreme and they've been. It's just far too much, right? Like, I can't, right. I can't see past that and still be a fan of that person. But like. You know, there have been other people that I've I I absolutely would say that I probably disagree with their politics, and yet I still can be a fan and still can even, you know, in 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 the industry that we're in, be friendly with. Um, I I I don't know how extreme Kane is. I think in a way that I've got some libertarian in my blood, right? Like there's some of that that I'm good with, some of it not so much. Um, but I don't know. I I, I don't. I, I don't know what it would have to take for me to suddenly say I couldn't be a Kane fan. Like, I don't know what he could do as a politician. Um, somebody I asked... I mean, look, he's not going to do much as a politician. Well, he's the mayor that, of Knox Not that we're going to notice. Not that we're going to notice. Right, exactly. We're yeah. not going to notice it because it's happening there. Now, I did see somebody bring up, what if Kane stumped for Donald Trump um, in mm. in 2020, right? Could you still right. be a Kane fan then? And that, you know, that's a... It's a question that I yeah, I hope we never have to answer. So that's right. just where I'm at when it comes to Kane. I and mean, that's all I, all I can say. 
Um, Alistair Black appears to be hurt, and I, I, I hate the fact that like my original <laughs> thought, mm-hmm. my after after last, if you didn't, if you missed last week's episode, I was so distraught about the thought of a triple threat like blocking what we should be getting, um, SummerSlam weekend, which is simply Gargano v Champa for the belt. Um, that I hate the fact that at first, like my thought was, Ooh, <laughs> and then I was like, Oh my God, what a dick am I? <laughs> like I'm a terrible, terrible human being mm-hmm. for reacting that way. Um, I don't know. I mean, nothing's confirmed as of right now. We still don't know that as we, we know did, he did, he, he was injured. We just don't know about his availability. Right. Uh, presumably if it's not a serious injury he it was two weeks right like he would have time um if he's they would take him presumably off the tours or at least off competing on the tours and he'd have time to be ready for takeover but we'll see again it's if this was going to happen it's not the end of the world that it happens in this way it's far better than if you had a you know one-on-one rematch set up between Tommaso Ciampa and Alistair Black. That would be very difficult when you've taped out all of your shows and suddenly you have something like this happen. The fact that this can tie up into a pretty little bow by having it end with the match that we should have gotten anyway is is not the end of the world. The the only potential negative from this is if they did have plans that this wasn't going to be the end of Ciampa Gargano if they wanted to drag this out even further it's going to be really hard to drag it out after this if they have another one-on-one match um I I don't you know how I I don't think they need another (laughs) one-on-one match I don't know look I and to to be truthful Gargano has been amazing Ciampa has been even better the last couple of weeks like and I'm not trying to take anything away from what Ciampa had done for most of the year because he's been great the entire time. He's been incredible all year. But I think the last two weeks have been, you know, like magnificent mm-hmm. in their perfection. I think that he has been genius. I I know that it's great to have that at the top of the NXT card, but again, we go back to we were talking months ago about whether or not this needed to move somewhere else. And so the notion of dragging it all the way out to say WrestleMania next year, that's a, you know, that's a really, Oh, I, I mean, really... here's the thing. You could do it because your next pay-per-view is War Games. You could do, you know, Team Johnny versus Team Champa. Like, there are ways to get around it where it wouldn't feel too contrived. It would be a hell of a job if they managed to do it. I agree. But, you know, you say moving it up and... You know, I'm afraid of that. Well, I'm really okay, of I don't that. think if I'm. I don't think what I'm saying is you're moving up Gargano Champa necessarily. You're moving those guys up, knowing that you can always go back to it, right? Like it, it's a very Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn like thing. I would move those guys up not because I want to move the feud up. I would say, hey, we got a damn good year out of this feud. We got, I gotcha. mean, you know, really carrying it through the injury and and when everything happened, we got an unbelievable run out of this feud. We can always go back to it. It's always yeah. there. We can always repair the guys up. We can always do a ton of things with Gargano and Ciampa, but we don't really need any more of it to happen here. Um, we've gotten everything that we could get out of this thing here. Let's move them on, maybe cool it off for a while, and remember that it can always happen again. And, and that, to me, you can always you can get another year out of it 
on the main roster at some point, right? right? Like at some point, but but, but you you want to put the bookmark in it for now, correct? Correct. Like it, it, if you do this, I mean, honest to God, if you drag this out to WrestleMania, we'd be talking about really two years. We'd be talking about two. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Royal Rumble weekend is the tricky weekend there. Like I said, you can drag it out a little further if you wanted, but it's really hard to see the WrestleMania with Rumble in the way. Yeah, I'm not I'm not in favor of it. Um, I'm in favor. I was always in favor of this being a one-on-one match, and I don't think that Johnny Gargano has to win at this point. Um, I would have liked for Johnny Gargano to have won a little while back so we could have done this at WrestleMania. I thought that was the better way to go. But at this point, I think that Johnny Gargano would be fine if if what you wanted to do is have Ciampa win and Gargano go up after WrestleMania. I'd be good mm-hmm. with that. Um, I think that that works a little bit more than your alternatives at the moment. So I'd I'd give that the thumbs up and say that's wait. The did you say you want Gargano to go up after WrestleMania? Sorry, after SummerSlam. That's what I mean. Okay, after All SummerSlam. Right. I was, I'm I was saying you have Ciampa wait, win. You right. Well, I was no, 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 my what, bad. How you're gonna keep right. them no, no, apart? No, 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 no you're right. Ciampa win here and then Gargano go up. Uh, you know, the week afterwards, whatever show you're putting him on on Monday or Tuesday, because you know there's gonna be one or two that go up after SummerSlam. Um, it won't be as many as typically on, on WrestleMania week, but somebody's going to go up after SummerSlam. And so, to me, that would make all the sense in the world. You still have a very strong... I, I know that Alistair Black looked kind of heelish last week, but I don't think that Alistair he Black's... pissed off. Right, correct. And so I think you could still have, coming out of this, Alistair Black and Ciampa for a while, and that's pretty good. You have Adam Cole, EC3, banging down the door. You know, a, a Ricochet, Velveteen Dream. And then Matt Riddle's going to enter the equation. Like I said, right. I think well, he's and, going to enter and, the equation and I think, hard. And I think Chris Dijak is going get, to keep getting pushed. I think that Keith Lee looks like he's going to get a, a lot of push. But so, is, isn't it not Chris Dijak anymore? It's oh, Dominic it? Dijakovic or something like that? Is that what they changed it to already? Jesus. My God. Uh, okay. <laughs> For whatever that is. Um, But, yeah, uh, you got a lot of options there, and I think that Gargano's time, I think it makes sense for him now. Um, So I would have no problem with this being a one-on-one blow-off and then Gargano going up and Ciampa continuing to be champion and having Aleister Black chasing him for a little bit. And then I think that you can, you know, go from there into maybe Aleister Black getting the belt back and then... Champa goes up right after that, and Aleister Black, Adam Cole, sets itself up pretty nicely to maybe carry you into WrestleMania next year. Yeah. Here's here's my question. If it is a one-on-one match, you know, the, the blow-off, do you have to add something to it, or does the title, the title. make no, it no, bigger? No, the title makes it bigger. The title is everything, right? Like, it's it's the most... It's, it's immediate, I, don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you. It's immediately the most important of any match they've ever had, despite the, uh, the length. It's more important than the career, right? Because he's... It, because you know, Johnny Gargano's never had the title, right? Like, it, it, it's so significant. He has pursued the title. He's wanted the title. He can have everything he wants in one fell swoop. I mean, my God. What else do you need from there? Now, look, you still want to have an unbelievable jo- You don't want the match itself to not live up to the other two, which is very difficult because the other right. two are, are two match of the year candidates. And, and that's, that's kind of the – that would be the thought process beside be – Behind putting something, whether it's a cage match or yeah, whatever, I, I I think that would be very t- difficult to do without having TV to build it, right? Like, well, here's the thing: you can, even though you don't have official TV, like you can film something and no, insert it right, into I, NXT. I, I know that, and I I think if you're adding a stipulation 
first of all, they can't they can't take out Alistair Black, right? Like whatever they did. Sure, they can. They they can they can film right now because okay, so. I'm I'm looking at Twitter right now. It just popped up. They announced the triple threat match on NXT this week. Now next week you have you film something backstage and you insert you know Ch- Champa just destroying Alistair Black if he's definitely out. You, right, you but I'm presuming I'm presuming that your main event sequence next week on NXT is a ten minute segment involving these guys. Then you take it out. That's a lot to cover. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying it's hard, but I'm saying that if it is your big thing, yeah, I mean, I well, and it's also I don't know what you do if, if right. Well, uh, it's it's awkward too because I don't know if they know yet whether or not Alistair Black's available for SummerSlam, right? right? Like, so or right. Takeover. Let me be clear. So, is it is it possible that they just want to leave it and bide their time? And not announce and at anything. At the beginning of Takeover, like you, you film, you do all that, but you put it at the beginning of Takeover. Maybe you know you could do it that way. You could. I, I mean, look, they have no problem doing this stuff on social media. They could try to do a big ESPN feature or something like that. They've got a lot of media outlets that are happy to help them right now with something. So if they find out next Friday that it's definitely a no go, they could have you know Champa and Gargano show up somewhere with one of their friendly media outlets. And help them push what whatever the new match is, um, which is an ideal, could, right? Could, could you imagine if they showed up in Bristol, like on Sports Center? Yeah, I mean that's the, it, I think that's a reach for ESPN. Well, maybe not Sports Center, but I mean, if you tell me like First Take or something yes, like that, yeah, I don't. I, it would have to be the. I don't know what show it would be, right? Like right. maybe their new morning show would be the way to. Do, I don't. It it is it is a reach because this is not Brock Lesnar or even even a major WWE star that we're talking about. This is right. NXT. I don't know that their friendliness with ESPN leads to we'll give you network TV time, you know what I mean, for NXT. Right. I don't know if it's quite that friendly, but might be Fox Sports 1, might be, you know, I don't might might be somebody else that they're friendly with. They do have a new TV deal coming with Fox, so it might be that they want to do something like that. It could they, even be like if if none of the TV stations will do it, you go over to 987. You know, you have Rosenberg there. Yeah, I mean that's you know local. It is ES- right? it is ESPN New York though. So yeah, while it's local, I, it's... I, I I hear you. Look, I think there's a lot of options for how they could go about doing. It. Right. I think there's a lot of options. All right. Um, there was something. Oh, the Hulk Hogan thing was the other thing that was on the list. So give me the details of this. So he was at the National Sports Collectors Convention in uh, Cleveland this week, and while he was there, he said. I'm making a huge announcement on October, I believe, 27th, the day before Evolution. And he put a big countdown clock on one of his websites or something. That's all we know so far. I, now. I'd be really surprised if the WWE gave him the go-ahead to, to, to do that for something related to them. I, I'd just be really surprised. So would I, especially that. with that timing. Well, I don't even know about the timing. I, I don't. I just think that if it was related to the WWE, the WWE would say, "We're going to own this, man. We're not. We're not giving you proprietary rights." I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know who you think you are. Recently, we're not right. going to give you the proprietary rights to to promote and benefit from something that's ours. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so I. I. I don't. I'd be really, really surprised if it was WWE related at this point. Like it, the WWE would want to own that. Would want it to be their thing. Hulk Hogan's his own corporation. WWE doesn't own Hulk Hogan's website or whatever it is that he's doing. Um, so I, I just can't fathom the WWE allowing him individually to try to market something that's related to them. Yeah. 
My hunch, based on the timing, based on, like you said, I don't think it's WWE. Um, we have, Re- WrestleCade is always one of the bigger kind of non-WWE events. Yeah, the indie events. It's, it's and, down in North show, Carolina, right, the convention. Yep. Hall and Nash are already appearing for it. If you tell me that it's an NWO reunion at WrestleCade, yeah, sure, that sure. makes sense. Yeah, that would make sense. Absolutely. That would make all the sense in the world and... In order to get Hulk Hogan, they let him do marketing on it. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world that that would be what it would be. All right, very good. I think that's it. I think we touched on everything that we wanted to touch on. Um, Aaron, let's get some plugs in for you. You're on Twitter. At the AOster. The show's on Twitter. At Jobbing Out Show. Our email. Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. And what do you have coming up, Baltimore Sun Rolling Stone? Oh, just various wrestling things. It's, it's a fun time for wrestling. A lot of people, you know, a lot of indie tournaments and stuff coming up. So yeah, it's a bummer there's not more out. happening locally. Like, that's, I, yeah, like, I'm really, I know Nova Pro's got a show next weekend, but, like, a, a long period for MCW not having a show. Mm-hmm. We got the the Evolve show that's going to be at MCW Arena early in September. Um like, got, got some stuff in Philly if you're willing to reach yeah, it's out, just, you know, go out there. Yeah, but, uh, it's been a, it's speaking just, of which, we didn't even talk about uh, Shane Strickland winning the Evolve title from Matt Riddle this right, past weekend. Right, which we knew kind of had to happen. So I, I didn't know if it would be Strickland. Like, Darby Allin was also yeah, facing sure, Riddle. Sure. So I thought that might be it. But, I mean, great for Shane Strickland. Un- unbelievable. Uh, Shane Strickland's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, so I'm all in on that. There's no doubt. Dar- I'm Darby all in on that. Um... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Worst. The worst. Uh, I'm at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. It's it's roughly that that you're getting if you check that out. GlennClarkRadio.com is my website. Uh, thanks to, once again, to Brody King uh, and AJ for jumping on for a couple segments earlier on. Appreciate him squeezing time in as he's getting ready for preseason game number one this week. All right, for AJ, or sorry, I did that the wrong way. For Aaron and for the main event, Vent. Vent, 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 AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Oh, yeah.